Abraham Deegan. What's up, what's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. This is for Fear the Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 5, Till Death. My name is Adam Vale. I'm an editor over at thecoalition.com, and I'm joined by Editor-in-Chief Richard Bailey Jr. What's up, Rich? What's up, Adam? What's up, listeners and viewers? Yes, yes. Uh, real quick, uh... Thanks again for all the support, people, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube and Coalition Proper. Thanks for tuning in and, and subbing and following and just, you know, jumping in on the conversation and supporting the show. Not just this show, but just fear and Walking Dead shows in general, because believe it or not, AMC, they keep track of all of this. They see the engagement. They see the shows that pop up. They see the, the, the fan shows like this and... This also helps in their ideas of whether to continue a show or not to continue a show, believe it or not. And it looks like Fear is going to stick around because I, I don't think they've mentioned anything about it any, ending uh, anytime soon. Not like World Beyond, which ends in a few episodes. Thank God. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait. Can't wait. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. All right, so real quick, if this is your first time, we will be discussing this episode in depth and uh, spoiling it, period. And you're like, oh, but I haven't seen it. Then don't listen. Don't listen. Straight up, just don't listen. Um, you go to AMC+, Plus. you can go and watch the episode there, or you could just wait till Sunday, and then afterwards you could jump in and see if your thoughts match up with our thoughts. Because uh, we got some stuff to say. And we're going to start right now. Three, two, one. This show, and we always bring it up, I feel like a broken record now, needs to start doing timelines. They need to start telling us exactly the date or something or some time frame of with with all these groups, what's going on and where they are within that, that hierarchy, which is the, the front and the end. Because... As we saw before, where they were like, last episode, they said, oh, it was only like two or three days since the nuke had hit. When With the whole thing with June, with um, with Sarah, remember? She was knocked out. They were like, oh, you were out for a few days. As opposed to everyone else, it seems like weeks. Especially when we saw June and JD when they were in the bunker. Remember? With the, the etching. Mm -hmm. And so now here it is. We have a situation where we're, we see um, Dwight... And Sherry, and they're out on the, on the open road, and they have this whole get-up, an outfit, a mask. So everyone has masks now. I don't know if they found a surplus store. I don't know what's up with that. But now everybody has a mask. They come across these two guys also with a mask that also have a, a radiation tester. They're also scavenging. They do like a little showdown type of thing, altercation. Person tries to attack Sherry. Dwight shoots. He talks about breaking the rules. But the point is... We find out that they're called Dark Horses. Sherry and Dwight have a reputation of going out there and doing these type of things and encountering other scavengers and just holding their own. And <laughs> we've said this off air and even before. It's how are they building this reputation? How much time has passed? You can't just build a reputation from like one or two events. They have to be doing something big and this has some serious time has to have passed, right? Yeah. Well, you would think so, but uh, it's not very clear from how they have written the show. Um, and when you do mention something such as building reputation over time, yeah, it would have been helpful to know, it, what is this, like a couple weeks later, a, a month or two later, 
but none of that information is is, is evident from yeah, anybody watching never the show. Provided. It's never provided, and it's upsetting. And, and it would have been great if they could have done it like the way they did with the Daryl episode when they were doing those one-offs last season, where they were mm-hmm. doing a time jump, and they were just showing at the bottom six months, three months, whatever, the back and forth. Do something like that. That way we can get on the same page, because we don't know if this is happening in real time alongside with the Morgan situation and with all the other ones. We know that Morgan and June and JD, that whole thing has linked because of what we've seen in the previous episodes. But this, this doesn't match up at all. If they've been running around doing this and it was like, oh, it's you two again. You know, it's like, what is going on? You know, and uh, what we do know is that they're still in uh, the cellar with that family from last season, the husband, the wife, and the daughter. And it turns out that even though they're the ones that are staying indoors, the husband, the wife, and the daughter, and it's Dwight and Sherry that are going out there looking for supplies. It's the family that want to leave. And the dad is like, hey, you guys have been great. Uh, you could stay here. We're going to go and explore. And uh, which is surprising, especially since we got Dwight and Sherry going out there. And I'm sure they're seeing all kinds of chaos. And, of course, dealing with shootouts and doing other things. And, and upset. Dwight's upset that he had to shoot one who did attack his wife. And like, oh, I don't want to break the rules and the code. And he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he says, and she's like, don't worry. It's okay. And she takes her mask off. And that's the other thing that I, I pointed out before is like, all right, you're wearing the mask. Everyone has masks, but then you're taking it off. So this area is safe. You know, it's safe. We can tell just from the set design. They're not using that, that orange reddish haze, which we see whenever they're in a, a heavily radiated area that that's not here. It looks like it's just a regular day and they're just walking around. So I guess it was just to disguise themselves. But the fact that she's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. We're not going to go down that path. We know the path. Your name dropped Negan a bunch last season. You might as well continue, right? Just say, oh, we're not going to be Negans. We're, we're not that. But uh, whatever. So it turns out that it's Dwight that is in Sherry telling the family, no, no, stay here. This is great. This is great. We'll, we'll, we'll ride this out. Things will get better. And the, this, this is another thing. Here we go. Another episode where they're saying, oh, but we want to go to Padre. We want to check out Padre. We don't know anything about Padre. We haven't seen anything about Padre. We haven't heard a voice from Padre. We just hear name drops. We got, like you mentioned uh, from last time, we got Will, whose name dropped them, and says, oh, that's where uh, some of the other people from his group had went. And uh, that bunker that we first saw them, I think it was episode one, we saw there was a sign that just said Padre, very vague, doesn't say directions, doesn't say Padre could be anything. It doesn't, it could be somebody who's just tagging up. You know, it's like, yo, my name's Padre. You know, it's like, we don't know. But yet they, they make it seem like, oh yeah, this is a destination to go to. So what's what's your issue with all this? Yeah, I feel like uh, the, the mistake that this show made at the very beginning is that you know, when this season started, they should have introduced us to Padre better than they actually did. It could have simply been a shot of you actually seeing a radio and hearing Padre or some type of murmur or details about that. Um, you know, just to give a good example, you know, last season we got this whole thing of the end is the beginning. So I know that AMC and the writers are capable of doing this stuff. But it feels like when they started this season, we got introduced to this new character, Will, who we didn't know anything about other than this is Alicia's love interest. 
And then that same episode you introduced him is the same episode he dies. So I kind of feel like they took a different approach. But I would have taken the approach of introducing in that first episode, give the viewer an idea of what Padre is just by the message, just like a message on the radio or whatever. Because in this episode, they mentioned that they heard of Padre. In the previous episodes, people are mentioning Padre. But as you alluded to and said before, the viewer itself does not know who the hell Padre is. Yeah. Uh, and then why does everyone think it's so great over there? Like, oh, <laughs> let's go. Do you know somebody that's there? You got family that's saying, hey, come aboard. Everything is great. We got Oreos. We got medicine, TV. We got a whole Blu-ray collection. No, we don't hear any of that. We don't know. But I guess people are desperate and they're just willing to go out. But, yes, it would be great because we know that they have a radio. Because remember, um, Dwight asked the little girl that was there. It was like, hey, you heard anything? No, nothing on the radio. You know, it's like, all right, well then, all right, whatever. So they go back out to explore from this uh, the cellar area. And again, here's that dude. Here's uh, Victor Strand's little henchman. I, I knew it was a trap right away. We see somebody hunched over him. Oh, my friend shot. Oh, oh. You know, doing that whole thing. But we don't see his face. And then when he stands up, sure enough, he's pointing a gun. He's wearing a mask. But we know it's him. And then all the other goons come out from the little wooded area. And they tell him, take off your mask. So they take they take off the mask. Now this area also, this area is not, right? It was not hazy, if I recall, right? That was not with that orange-red tint of like, but yet they're still wearing these gas masks. Everyone's wearing a mask. Get safety first, whatever. But it just, it just throws me off with that. And so the, the goon takes off his mask and we see this is the guy that works for Strand. And he says, all right, we uh, we know who you are and we'll bring you in because your, your reputation precedes you. You're the dark horses. I was like, again, what have they done? What did they do? Did they fight like some big bandit group or something? Like, I don't, it, it doesn't make any sense. But they're like, all right, we're going to take you. We, we got to talk to you. We're not going to kill you. And then they put hoods over them. And where do they bring them? Back to the tower. And they're presented to Strand, and Strand, once he takes the hoods off, he starts laughing, and he's like, ah, this is it, I know these, these are, but he doesn't say they're his friends, but he knows them. And again, that little hench guy is surprised, because it seems like every time he brings somebody over, Strand knows them, he knows everyone, you know, so that's when they, they start filling in about what's going on, and then again, Strand wants to give the tour, he's big on giving tours. It's like, oh, let me show you this place. But we do get some more insight. We don't see it. But he says there's like over 100 people, right? Like close to like 200 people in this building. And uh, they all serve a purpose. And they're all doing their thing. And he's over here showing off that he's got his golf club and hitting golf balls into the the sea of uh, walkers outside, which seems wasteful because it's not like he could just run to a sporting goods store and get more golf balls. So this is a one and done unless you're going to send some uh, one of your goons to go out there and actually retrieve some of these balls. But the long story short is he needs them to help. You know, now, obviously, they don't want to join up with the group, even though he says that he has J.D. and June and and, um, Sarah's brother there. But we don't see them. They never pop up on this episode. So whatever. We still don't know if the brother's really there. That could be all hearsay. But uh, he's trying to convince him to go in. He tells him about Morgan. He knows that Morgan's out there. Is Morgan going to be here? Dwight asks, no, no, no. We got issues. Not everybody stays. And they're like, well, then <laughs> then we're not going to stay. You know, we're going to go back out. And we, we got good people and the whole thing. And he's like, listen, listen, I need your help. And this is where 
the meat and potatoes of this episode come to play because mm-hmm. it turns out that he had someone run off Mickey. Now he doesn't explain why he cares so much a little bit, but not to, to the full extent. He just says, Hey, you know, we, we just want her to come back. She's looking for her husband and we know how dark and dreary everything is out there and there's no guarantees. And can you just bring her back here? We need your specialty. That's what we're looking for. The dark horses to help. We know that you guys are, they're like the Robin hood of this area, I guess. Is that how this works? I don't know. Again, we haven't seen them do any missions or help any other group other than the family that they were living with. But mm-hmm. apparently they were helping people all over the place for a while now. Doesn't add up, but whatever. Um, they said they're not really interested. And, uh, you know, it's weird because he was like, oh, you could stay here, but then you can't say it was a lot of back and forth. But whatever. I don't know. I'm still not sold on this crazy strand. With that outfit and this is <laughs> yeah. the way they're pushing him. It just doesn't. I I know I, I gotta just push that aside. But I just like even when when um when Dwight said it, he's like, how did you get everybody here? Did you just abduct them like what you do? Oh no no, you know we find them in our different ways. Some of them come to us. He tries to dance around it because it's true. How how did you get all these people? And it, it just doesn't. Uh, I don't know. And and so none of these people can go out. You, We know you have henchmen that go out there because you have this one who's doing a pretty good job of finding everyone that you need. So why can't you just send that person to go find the girl that, that ran off? But no, you're going to go and, you know, quote unquote, uh, recruit these two. So anyway, he was like, all right, whatever. So, so leave. So they, they hood them up and they send them back out into the world. And... When uh, they take the hood off, the henchman dude is still there, and he's like, here, there's a horse. See, this is good faith for part of the, the payment or whatever. If you go in, you could help out. And then they're gone. So right there, before I go any further, what did you think of this whole thing with the Strand and, and how they're tying this all together? Does it, does it even make sense to you? Uh, it it doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess, once again, they're, they're trying to give you the illusion that Strand really is the villain for this season. Uh, because you see all the stuff that he does, and, and and later in this episode, when a certain something happens to the people that you mentioned earlier, I already knew Strand did that. It wasn't no mystery to that whatsoever that he was involved in that, because they're trying to push this agenda that, yes, this guy is dangerous, and you should take him serious as a villain. Um, but up until this point, uh, yeah, it just felt like, once again... It feels like th- this season, they want to emphasize how, show how Strand is interacting with all of the previous characters. And the situation where he makes it clear that he doesn't want them to be a part of what he is building, but he still wants to rub it in their face. So I think this is just going to continue for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Morgan, Alicia, uh, definitely Alicia, whenever they get to her story, which will probably be the mid-season break. But, uh, yeah, it's just a little all over the place. You see, and now this is where it gets a little more. Maybe I missed it. Maybe you picked up on it. Maybe it just didn't happen. But when we do see Mickey, which is the woman that ran off, played by uh, Aisha Taylor or Tyler. I think it's Tyler. It's the Tyler. 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 Yeah, Aisha Tyler, who's also directed a few episodes. So she mm-hmm. pops up on here, and we see that she's in some kind of shack, whatever, and she's building some suit. And there's a walker that's approaching, and she's through one of the doors or the window, and she hits it. It does the whole thing. But then um, 
Dwight and Jerry pop up. How did they find her so fast? Like, what did I miss something? Did they hand them a map? Because the only thing that I recall seeing at that back at the tower was when they looked at that wall of uh, Polaroids of all the people that were missing or have died and this whole thing, and they put them up on the wall. Yeah, and that's it. But I was like, I don't remember them saying, "Here's a map. This is where we think she is." But they find her. Oh. Well, I think, yeah, Strand possibly had a discussion and just, just to give him, well, this is where the last time we, we that we heard from her, well, this is where she was at the last time we uh, spoke to her. Something yeah, to that effect. It was weird. It was a whole weird thing. But anyway, she says she's not going back to Strand. The whole thing, they convince her that they're not part of that. Well, not really, but they're just trying to, you know, help her out. And they understand that she's looking for her husband and they are, you know, a smaller group of the A-team and their job is to help others. And so they said, hey, we're just going to help you find your husband. And that during that time, that's when Dwight looks at him and was like, I remember you. I think I know you. Oh, you're a wrestler. That's right. You're Mickey and Cliff, your husband. Oh, I get it now. You're looking for Cliff. Like, yes, looking for Cliff. So turns out he knows and she's a wrestler and... That was that was an interesting uh, little twist there. Wasn't expecting that, especially when it comes to that profession. <laughs> but you know, we, I was like, "All right, that's cool. Let's see where that where, where this goes." And he's like, "All right, so we're gonna go and uh, pick up uh, some uh, other good people that we've been with, and then we're all gonna head off and look for Cliff. You think you know where? Yeah, yeah, I think I know. I think I know." I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." So then they head off back to the the cellar for the family, and it's all everything's destroyed. It's all destroyed. Dwight goes running down there. Family's dead. Little girl's already a walker. He's got to put her down. He even buries them. He's all bummed out. And this is another part of the story that just throws me back. Like, what is going on? He looks at Sherry. He's like, you know what? I think it's best if we just all go with uh, with Strand. Let's just go live there. <laughs> I think this is, this is it. I, this makes sense now. It's too dangerous out here. What the hell was that? How did he do an about face? I mean, it just makes no sense. If anything, this would motivate me even more to keep going. Because like you said, I would definitely think this is Strand or other bad people in that area. And we just need to go. Because he blames himself. Because remember, they wanted to leave. And he was like, no, let's stick around a little longer. And so he takes a lot of blame. But still, I don't think... Out of all of a sudden from this event, it's like, yeah, let's just go back and, and hang out with Strand. Let's just give in. Well, I think, again, the, the thing they want to emphasize is that uh, I guess they, for some reason, didn't suspect that Strand was involved in this. Um, and therefore, that was why he was thinking, well, yeah, maybe Strand had a, had a point. It's, it's th- Times are, are rough out here, and, and now I think it would be best to go back to you know, live in his tower. Um, I guess they really wanted to play. And then when they give up his wife, whenever Strand decides he wants to have a bunch of wives and just like, like, it's like, uh, it worked out for Negan for a while. How about uh, I take sure you off your hands? What you want to argue? Let's, let's let's, just iron up your other side of your face. Let's, let's do that. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any, any sense. Cause again, I mean, I think I'm very curious to know, what the people when they've seen this episode, whether or not it was obvious to them that Strand was was behind what happened to me, it was very obvious because he wanted them to do what he wanted them to do and not have a reason to go back. So 
And I'll tell you why I also think it's kind of obvious is that right before when um, Dwight and Cherry leave the goon, when he says, here, take this horse, whatever. Hey, don't follow us. Okay, don't follow us. Well, you're saying don't follow us, but you are you following us? Because <laughs> that's the thing. What if he <laughs> followed them? And then he, but then they didn't go back to the cellar right away. They went to go find uh, uh, Mickey. But still, how did they find the house? How did they find the cellar and know that there's someone in there? Like I, you know what I mean? Like that, that part, we didn't, we don't know. It just seems again, we we need time and we need maps because again, this seems very close. And to put the hood over their head and says, all right. Um, you can't follow us. Well, when you got thousands of walkers in front of a building, the noise must be deafening. If mm-hmm. you remember Walking Dead proper, when Alpha used to herd them all up, and I forgot what episode, but it was within that season when we were first introduced that she would like to herd them up. We would hear it, remember? And we heard them, like, what's that over the ridge? Come on, let me show you. And you just see tons of them. It was the same type of deal. If you got all of them wrapped around this building like this, you're going to hear it. So just follow the noise. But uh, whatever. Mickey calls him a punk pretty much and says, go ahead, go back. I'm not going back. I got a mission. And Sherry's like, yeah, I'm going with them. I'm going with them. But it, there's a one little part that I, 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 before I forget, I wrote this down. And I, I yeah, this, this upset me. When they would say, oh, we're going to help you too, right? Because we're sort of like our own little group and we go out and we found each other out in the world. And wrong. Uh, Dwight found you. You mm-hmm. didn't want anything to do with him for like exactly. multiple seasons where he was chasing you. And then when he did find you, you kicked him to the curb to hang out with your, your mass baby face guys. You know, that Forget about bringing that up. And she sort of brings it up when they're on the road together. When she says, well, you know, he tracked me down and I left some notes not to follow. But, you know, I, I, I was concerned about him. I was like, okay, but then why not tell her that even when he did find you, you rejected him. Because you wanted to stay with your group, your freedom fighters. Remember that whole thing? She didn't even mm-hmm. want to be with them. So uh, there was no, oh, wow, this is a true romance and we found each other in the apocalypse. No, that's not That's not how this went down. I know, but they're on their horses and they're heading over to the gym because that's one of the things she said. Mercy said that if they ever get separated, something happens to meet up at the gym. Why didn't she just go to the gym first? Because clearly... It's been years since the, the original outbreak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where has she been living in this thing, this cabin that we saw her in for years by herself? She never thought of just going out to the gym. I, again, time, dates. I, we need it. We need it, people. This is just <laughs> <one thing. laughs> so they get to the house. Well, they get to the gym area. Which doesn't really look like Jim, but then it does, and it's it's you know it's everything's in the field. That's the other issue I have, but that's just the set design. Everything's out in the field, and it doesn't look as bad in regards to the amount of walkers. It's not like the tower. So usually you would think they would just there's a simple way of doing this, at least what we've seen on Walking Dead proper, and I'm pretty sure Fear has done it a few times. Have somebody just lure them away. Make some noise, they'll all follow them, and then go off into the woods, and the other one runs in, right? No mm-hmm. brainer. No, they're over here trying to figure this out. They're like, oh, well, how are we going to get in? I don't know. He's got to be in there. And they're trying to figure it out. But before we get into what happened, this is uh, the next part is when we'll see that Dwight is now roaming out in the contaminated area because <laughs> we can see through the mist. Where the hell is he going? <laughs> right? Where is he going? Because he's not going after his wife. 
and and Mickey. He's just out. We don't know, but he finds the horse, his original horse, with all the supplies on it. You know, and uh, when he approaches, that's when another goon. If I I thought that was the one of the two that we first saw at the beginning of the episode, but I think it's not. I think it's just one of the other goons of Strands with the Polaroids. But uh, he's there. They get into a little fight back and forth because he's like, no, I find his keepers type of thing. This is my horse now. And uh, when he's on the ground, when Dwight's on the ground, the guy's pointing the gun. He's like, I don't want to waste a bullet. You know, just just deal with it. And he does his whistle. This had me cracking up too. Dwight does a whistle and the horse does a mule kick. Did you train him to do that? Like, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's a perfect placement. He just kicks the guy in the back and sends him flying. The guy's back's broken. That's it. You're getting mule kicked by a horse like that with both hoofs. It's over. So he can't move, but he drops a bunch of Polaroids. It's the family. He went... He was a killer. He went down there and he killed And he recognizes him because his mask is off. And he's like, oh, this is one of Strand's guys. Strand sent him. Send them to go over there and kill these people. That is horrible. Which also throws a wrench into the whole thing. Because it seems like Strand always wants to bring people, like he said, I have people here that serve a purpose. Right? I have everybody here that serves a purpose. I don't know what the trade was, work trade-wise, for the husband and the wife. But uh, if you want the population to grow, you want all the young people you can have. Right? And so keep the girl. What? what is, it doesn't make sense to kill them. That doesn't add up. They're not a threat. I understand if you come across threats and you're like, oh, you're going to try to take over and and, uh, dispute my power in this location. But this is a family. What's the problem? Did did you see any issues with that? Did did that make sense to you that that he would go and kill them for what reason? Yeah, because, again, like he wants to emphasize that he remembers what happened at the end of last season. And how that whole conversation between him and Morgan, how it might have turned others against him and they didn't want to side with him. So now that he considers himself to be in a a position of power where he has all the leverage, he definitely would do whatever he can to rub it in the face of everyone else. And the fact that he wanted to put them in a desperate situation where they might need him um, and then, then then he would basically turn on them. And what I don't understand, though, and this is a plot hole, again, is that how did he know exactly where they was at? No. Because they, they didn't show that these people have been following him or any or any of no. that stuff. No. So that's definitely a plot hole. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't add up. It doesn't <laughs> add up. He never said either. He didn't say, well, we're at this farmhouse. and uh, No, no. He, no hints, nothing. And that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking at first. Until I really thought about it, I was like, oh, maybe they were getting followed. But that's not where they went right away. They went and they found Mercy. Mm -hmm. Mickey. They found Mickey. And if that's the case and they just wanted Mickey back, they could have just grabbed him right there if they were following him. So, no. I don't know. I don't know how they they were able to do it and figure it out. But whatever. Some walkers, because of all the noise, walk come over and he just lets them eat them. Like, yeah, go have dinner. You know? dinner's on me and that's it so he gets on his horse and he's off so we get back to the the girls and they're over at the gym and this is where sherry comes up with a plan that we've seen from the walking dead which always worked which is cover yourself in guts because she, um mickey said the way she got out 
of the tower was that she wrapped herself in phone books. Remember, she was like, oh, I covered myself, I wrapped myself in phone books and I walked through that group, through the herd. And he said, that's why, and she said, that's why he wants me back because he doesn't want others there to know that there is a way to leave, which would imply that a lot of people want to leave. They feel like they're trapped there, but we don't see that either. Because whenever they do show them, they show them working or just walking around. We don't see guys with guns like kicking people. Hey, you start farming on the roof. You know, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. So is it a bad situation? Because stranded making it seem like, you know, no, no. We find these people and they want to be here. And so that's it. But we're very picky. Well, I don't know. I, it just doesn't add up. But she, except she wrapped herself in phone books and she came around and found a lot of phone books out there anyway. But that's where it gets to the whole Sherry thing. And she's like, hey, we'll put this guts all over your suit here. And uh, you put your helmet on and you should be fine. You're going to walk through and there goes that. So she does that and uh, things don't go to, according to plan. She stumbles, makes a little bit too much noise. Some of the walkers get curious. And then Sherry takes out a pistol and starts shooting them. This is another issue I had with this episode. Because (laughs) once she does that, she smashes through. This is Sherry, clears a path. She shoots one of the windows into the gym. And she jumps through. And then she shoots one of the walkers off of uh, Mickey. Mickey then jumps in. And they grab some, I guess, I don't know, what was that? Like furniture or something to try to, like, close up the window. But then now they just have, like, a heart-to-heart. Talking about life and other things. Oh, my God. This was, it turned into World Beyond. I was like, they're not concerned. <laughs> yeah, they're not concerned about the situation. Like, yeah, they're sweating and stuff, but they're not like, oh my god, right, how are we gonna control this stuff? It's like, no, you know, my boy Dwight and all the stuff going on there, and you know, once you find Cliff, then we'll find. You know, I just this is not the time or the place. What yeah. is happening here? You know, and you have walkers pushing on the other end, and they're just like holding it up. I'm like, all right, well, what are we going to do? We got to figure something out. And their best idea was to jump into the ring. Yes, wrestling. Yeah, and I'm like, well, (laughs) the ropes are too loose. That's for one. They need to tighten those ropes because that's a hazard. (laughs) Don't try to do a moonsault off of of one of those ropes. Uh Uh-uh, no. Um, So, and then I was thinking to myself, well, I don't think walkers can climb. So maybe that's their thing. Because she was like, oh, once we're in there, then we can just pick them off. But as mm-hmm. we get into it, they do get into the ring. So it's a, it's a whole other issue. So anyway, they get into the ring. right? And of course, no one's holding up whatever they were holding up to the window. All these walkers start coming in. And then they panic because then the ring just collapses. Mm-hmm. I don't get that because they weren't in the ring with all of them. And we've seen rings collapse, and usually on TV through the effect of two big guys. What was it? Remember the Brock Lesnar and Big Show with the suplex from the top rope, and that that made sense. They're yeah. two big dudes, you know. But this is you got two you know, average sized women and no walkers yet because they were still around the ring, but they weren't in it. But it collapses. Now they're really freaking out, mm-hmm. and she takes out the the walkie. This is Sherry. It's like, should I call Strand? Should I should I just say you know we're ready to come back in? Mickey was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, but even if you do, there's not enough time. <laughs> there's no way, unless he's outside, like, yeah. ready to run it. There's no point. What's the point? And here's the other issue I had, because then, dun, 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 yeah, Dwight shows up. No surprise. We knew he was going to show up. But <laughs> how did he know where this gym was? 
again, she didn't give directions. She didn't say, here's a map. This is where we're going. Yep. She just wandered off. So how does he know? Well, it, it, it would have had to be in the conversation where where they said where yeah, Mickey again, was told off, to go. Uh, exactly, off camera. Yeah. All this stuff off camera. And then mm-hmm. when he's there, he's like, don't call. Don't do it. We can't do it. And he's like talking to her and explaining. And they're having a whole conversation while he's out like near the bleachers and they're in the ring. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And then uh, we got... Um, uh, a reggae dance hall classic that plays. Uh, was it? Oh man, I'm blanking on the name. You know, it's not. It was a, a jam rock, right? I think it was jam. Rock. Yeah, I think so. Um, blank, I, I'm blanking. I'm ashamed. It's someone from New York. That's it's a shame. That's a, that's a street classic. <laughs> man, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. My bad. I just I just lost some street cred right there. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's jam rock. I come from jam rock. I don't recall the radio turning on, so I guess they just set this up for. Just to set up for this whole little scene here. So he's shooting. He throws the gun. You know, Mickey's shooting. She throws the gun. They, they're just, because at this point, Sherry's out of bullets. They're all passing around this gun like a hot potato just killer walkers. But what the comical moments is to see some wrestling elements get thrown into this. <laughs> um, to see Mickey give... One of the walkers, he's already upside down. She gives him a tombstone pile driver. Yep. And there's a big difference from a regular pile driver and a tombstone. Tombstone definitely going with the knees. But she does it, I don't want to say because, you know, R.I.P. Owen Hart. But she did this very loosey-goosey Owen Hart to Austin because he the, the walker lands on his head and breaks his neck and the whole thing goes splat. <laughs> so at one hand I'm like oh okay this is kind of funny on the other for those like myself and Rich were wrestling fans we got we got traumatized a little bit little as uh, you know a little uh, trauma came in uh PTSD kicked in because we remember seeing that and that was not a pretty sight to see oh, Steve yeah. Austin the way he took that bad pile driver which was not on the knees like the Undertaker does it nice and safe this was it, was it was a whole other thing people but the, the whole point is it it was gruesome but then when did she? We didn't see her pick up the walker and tilt. Would you take that chance? Because now the mouth is near your leg and could easily bite you. Mm-hmm. But I get it. It was just for the show. And then the one part that sort of did make sense is kind of funny when she starts banging another walker's head against the turnbuckle and just smashing his face in. That was comical. And uh, now they're just having fun killing all of these things. And uh, Dwight decides to even uh, up the ante with the fun and says, hey, and this is where that uh, till death, which was the finisher. And, oh, man, I can't believe I, I, yep, I completely forgot. That's right. Before I go ahead, real quick, they did find Cliff. Cliff was in there, but he's a walker. And that's why I realized I almost ran over because so- he had no speaking role. Go ahead. So, so yeah, I, I just I just want to make a comment in, in regards to that. Um, I've noticed a pattern with this show. The last episode, as well as this one, I think the writers are more concerned on having these character relationships that are relatable instead of the actual storyline of what's happening with uh, Padre for now. Because, again, the whole thing with you know, with uh, uh well, you know, Mickey and Cliff, and the and the fact that they are a couple, that they are a tag team, is basically playing off the fact to have some type of relation to the fact that Sherry and Dwight are also a team, and this is why the writers said, you know, it would be cool to give them this name of Dark Horses, 
So it's all about making the characters relatable to others that they're interacting with, which they are focusing on. But Padre is taking a backseat for now yeah. as the because that's the real story of the season. Because in the last episode, just to give a comparison, um, it was it was the whole thing about Josiah and the fact that his brother got killed by Morgan, and yet he had this relationship with Sarah because she was trying to find Wendell. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to focus on how the characters are interacting with other characters, but really it's just it's really to just a stopgap till we get to the main story of the season. And for. Uh, not even a, a second or two, but I, it sort of popped up in my head. I was like, what if this is where Josiah is? What if he shows up because he hears all the commotion? Because remember, he went out to wander to go find himself. And mm -hmm. then that's how they can tie in with the other characters. I'm like, oh, I know where Morgan is. Oh, what? We're looking for Morgan because that's the thing. We they All the others have figured out where Morgan is and what's going on except these two. Yeah. Right. So I thought maybe they, that was really brief. Though. I, I didn't think that was really going to happen. But I was like, oh, but that would be cool. That's a cool tie in the connection. You know, this guy just out of nowhere comes and he has his battle axe type thing and he's swinging around. But no, nope, didn't happen. So anyway, Cliff is in there and he's turned. He's a walker. She's sad. It's over. But again, how much time has passed? Because the apocalypse, everything happened 10 years ago. And we know that from World Beyond and even from Walking Dead proper and then a little bit in fear. They've talked about that. Morgan has said because he was from that same time. He was from Alexandria. So we know that that connects when it comes to at least that time frame of the years. So, um, yeah, she's sad, but whatever. There's nothing she could do about it. So that happened. Long story short, once it's all said and done... This is when Dwight brings in a walker. He's like, oh, Mickey. And it's like, oh. So she gets on the top rope. He brings uh, the walker in. And she does her, I guess, double arm axe handle or whatever. She stabs him in the head. But she does a top rope. It looks like an elbow drop, but it's not. But she does something to crush this guy's head, the walker's head. And that's it. It's done. They did their thing. She finds a note because uh, Dwight was just prepping uh, Cliff for burial so she could say her final goodbyes but he found something and it looked like it was a letter and it was a letter to her basically telling her what we knew it was going to say because now this really makes it seem like she's going to be one of the permanent fixtures in the cast unlike Josiah who just went wandering off she's going to stick around because it says hey go find someone else to, to, to pair up with to, to be your tag partner pretty much in life and, and, and go do your thing and then that's when she was like yeah that's us doesn't have to be a love interest. It didn't, no, it's us. We're here for you. You know, join us. Let's just continue on. You don't have to be alone. She's like, oh, that's great. But then the next thing, uh, she, who knows where she is? I think she probably went to say her condolences and, and wander off. But now this is another shit that makes no sense. This really upset me. You see how dark this world is. We see how dark this world is. Where does Dwight come off saying, things are pretty good for us right now. And after seeing the other family we're with, uh, I want to start a family. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> I think me too. I mean, you never brought it up, but are you kidding me? You want to bring a <laughs> child in this world after just seeing what happened? You guys are technically homeless. You are homeless oh. right now, surrounded. And they do a nice above shot where they're talking to bleachers and there's just walker bodies everywhere. And it's comical. 
But I don't think that it was intentional because well, he's saying, he said, I want to start a family. You you just buried a family. You see how rough things are. And you want to bring a newborn into this? Yes. Well, the only only reason I can think of that the writers would say uh, to fight back against that comment is that, uh, well, after watching Mickey lose her husband, now all of a sudden, uh, you know, he basically has come into the realization he does not want to lose what he has and he wants to have more than that. Because, again, one thing that they did mention in this episode is Mickey and Cliff were going to get married. They didn't get a chance to get married. So I guess uh, that's what they would say as to why he feels this way. But I agree 100% with what you said. It's not. This is not a place to bring a child into the world right now. Yeah, they need so. to get in contact with Morgan ASAP so Morgan can tell them. It's like, <laughs> um, no. Do you know the struggles we're going with with Mo? Grace almost went nuts. No, no, no. This is yeah. not the time. It would have been better if he just said, "Hey, listen. Once things are said and done, and we get to Padre, because or, or we get somewhere safe." Would you like to start a family? But no, he's like, I'm ready to do this now. And she's all Kool-Aid smile. Like, yeah, I mean, you never brought it up. Of course not. He shouldn't be bringing it up. I definitely Where are you going to get yeah. diapers? Where are you going to take formula? Where are you going to get your shots? I mean, come on now. It, oh, it's just oh, too much, too much. That, that, that Someone should have did a, a proper job and just edit that dialogue out. Like, nah, this is not needed. This is overkill. This is overkill. You know, and uh, uh, am I forgetting anything? I think that was it, or did it, did I miss something? I mean, yeah, that, that's pretty much the, the gist think, of the I episode. Think, I think that was it, right? Because at the end of that, that was it. Then we just see tra- you know feature trailers of what's happening coming forward for the next episode. But uh, yeah, that uh, man, that that really uh, threw me off. I, I did not expect that, and nor does, uh, do I think the show needs that. But that was not needed. But, hey, we got a new cast member. We got Mickey the Wrestler. And I'm uh, sure we'll, if she sticks around, we're going to see some more wrestling moves. Knowing uh, how Fear the Walking Dead operates, uh, I don't expect that character to be around for too long. Because they will not hesitate to kill off uh, any characters, really. But, again, it all depends on... The threat of the season. This other group, obviously the group that has access to to the, to the nuke, they probably going to take some people out. I, I don't I don't see Strand actually killing any any important character, but because uh, I don't consider Will an important character at all. But we'll see. Some people are definitely not not going to make it past the whole season, though. That we know that much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that was the thing. It, it's it uh, that last part just ruined everything. Cause here it is, they're all happy and it's monotone about family stuff. <laughs> it's like you <laughs> you buried a family. You know that Strand is evil and he will try to hunt you guys down now to kill you. Do you want him to go and kill your pregnant wife? Does that make yes. sense? It, it doesn't add up. And this is surprising. There was no Morgan. I was expecting that we were going to hear Morgan on the walkie. That Oh, he'll, oh, he, oh he's coming back. He'll be back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, there, next episode, but I, I really thought at the end of this they were going to do that type of thing. Like, hello, who's there? It's me, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because that's, that's how it's been popping up in all the other ones. So... And yeah. Uh, yeah, so there goes that. That was uh, episode five, Till Death. And uh, it wasn't my favorite. The story, the, this whole thing, it, man, it really it really threw me for a loop. 
and I get it. It's TV, and you got to throw some some touchy-feelies. But, man, I, I can't imagine you, anyone out there who's listening who watched this episode who thought that last scene was a good idea. Yeah. That does mm-hmm. not make sense, especially especially with everything just happened. That, that just happened with the death and the family and, and knowing that Strand is behind it all. And then you bring up uh, the idea of uh, reproducing. In this situation, and where are you going to go now? Where are you going? They're going to they're going to try to go to Padre, or like I said, we haven't seen them interact with Morgan, so they don't know. We just the only time we've heard Morgan mentioned was when Strand said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we we've 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 crossed paths, but uh, he's not a good fit," and that's it. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't tell them he knows where they are that they're hanging out at the submarine still. Uh, it, I don't even know. Do they know about the submarine? I don't even know if they know about the submarine. Because remember, they were they were already away from the submarine when that happened. No, no, they do know because he was telling everybody that remember to get away from the sub to leave. And that's when they found the bunker, and then the nuke started going off, and then they they went into the the cellar. I mean, from the farmhouse. But whatever, there goes that. It's all right. I'm still sticking with the show. You can't have all bangers, you know. They they can't be all winners. This was this was a womp womp. <laughs> this is definitely a womp womp for me. But uh, hey, you know, it's definitely ten times better than World Beyond. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. I can't That's for wait. certain. I can't wait. All right, people. Thanks again for tuning in and following us over on iTunes and uh, Spotify and UbiTubes and, and all that good jazz. Check out the Coalition. That's with a K. We got a lot of good content from interviews with cast members of this show and other shows and game reviews and movie reviews and all kinds of stuff. So plenty of stuff out there. Go check it out. And we will be back next week for episode six. I think there's a what is up to is it seven or eight before the mid season break? Uh, I think I think it's eight. It's eight. Okay. All right. So we got a few more. We got three more. And that's it. All right, people. Thanks again. Peace.